Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide <laughs> Podcast. Man, we open up with some music. I tell you what, uh, someone that I've known for a long time, uh, Mike Buka, is on the show. I'm pretty excited. So mm. if you're watching the show on YouTube, um, I'm actually kind of looking at Mike, too, because, you know, Mike doesn't have the greatest hearing. Mm-hmm. It's probably... Maybe my wife's been yelling at you. That's why you don't have good hearing. But, uh, but great to have you on the show, Mike. Thank so you. let's start with kind of the history of you making lures and where you made them at. Okay. Um, over 15 years ago, um, I just I was a guide on Alatoona, which is based out of Atlanta. Uh-huh. Tough fishery, one of the largest, uh, busiest fisheries in the United States due to its proximity to Atlanta. Right. It's the busiest Corps of Engineer Lake in the world wow. because of the volume of near Atlanta. And um, I was struggling to catch the bigger fish, you know. I catch a couple five-pound spots a year, and I said, there's got to be a way to catch the bigger ones because they're there. I knew they're there. Right. Um, so I started, you know, I figured I, I just removed trying to figure out, well, if I went smaller, my fish is not going to get any bigger. Right. So what happens if I go bigger? And that's when I started experimenting, you know. Um, back then, all of the swim baits were basically trout-based out of California. We didn't have any swim baits or shad swim baits back at the time. Right. So I started making my uh, working trout baits and stuff, and I started catching fish on them. So I said, well, we need to do some trout, some shad swim baits. Um, and at this time, I'm just trying to get my clients to catch more fish, quality fish. Right. I had no plans of going into this full time, this old other right. wheel that I took. Um, so I started doing that, you know, and I started making some. Uh, my, my first bait was swam like a flounder. You know, right. they didn't have YouTube where you could show you how to make a bait and everything. So I started, I'm self-taught, 100% self-taught. Wow. Um, so I, I, started, I finally got something that worked and... I started catching some bigger fish. By no means did I slay them on Alatoona, but I became more consistent. And I was starting to see more and more big fish. And when you see more and more big fish, that's information that you can use, that you can build confidence on, that you can learn from, and you build on that. And that's basically how I got started. And I just started making a a, 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 – I started off with the uh, mantra of trout of the south because that's what a gizzard shad and a thread fin is to right. what California is for trout. Uh-huh. Um, so that's uh, so what I started making the shad swim baits. I started guiding, and uh, people were like hectic at first, but I started coming in with these big fish and, and doing my fishing reports, and people started booking trips, trying to learn, and, you know, uh, it got to the point where guiding, went homemade bait, sleep, guiding, went homemade bait, sleep. People uh-huh. were buying them off my boat. I would be stopped at a gas station near the swim bait guy, and i cut it off my rod back then and just right. gave it to him. say, hey, good, go at it. And um, then it got to the point where I couldn't do the guiding and the swim bait thing. And right. People were buying them. They were ordering them, asking me where they can get them, and I'm sitting here trying to guide and not making baits. Right. So at some point I had to make a decision. that I said, yeah, okay, am I going to guide or am I going to make baits? And I said, well, let's try the bait thing. We can always come back to the God thing. And right. 15 years later, here I am. <laughs> there you go. What a great story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And you are here right now, and we're actually at Redcrest at the uh, Expo. And actually, I saw a whole line of lures. That's correct. And so how many different swim baits do you have right now? Just for retailers alone, we have over 42 different varieties, 42 different schools. Um, It's to the point where we can't offer all of the baits that we make to the retailers because we can't keep up with those those 42. 
Really? So, but we still need to be stay fresh. So people were just keep yeah, thinking right. about us that were, hey, don't uh-huh. forget about us. You know, we're still serving those 100-plus retailers that we have. and um, But we still came up with some baits to make sure we're fresh. A lot of them are wanting those in the shop now. It's just the came to be right. a problem. The baits were not made to be produced in mass quantities. Right. You know? So it's just a tedious process. You can throw more people at it. You throw more money at it. It's just that you lose that hometown feel. And that's right. what I want to make sure that we keep is, is well, I don't want to get too big, you know, but I just want to, you know, be comfortable pace where, you know, we're serving the public and people are, are able to enjoy the bait. They're able to talk to me or, or anybody. Right. And we're not so busy that we talk. So customer service is a big thing for me. I wanted to make sure I'm available. I'm right. at the shows and, and, and meeting people and uh, hearing their stories and stuff. So that's the thing you get too big you kind of lose touch with everything and, and and that's what i'm trying not to do right but uh but you we don't do you don't make them in your garage anymore though, right. do you? <laughs> like he probably yeah. when yeah. did do you remember that first time like when you got a new building and you're like you walk down to your garage and went oh i don't do them here like i gotta go i have to right. drive to work yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we started in my house uh we had a right. spare bedroom in my house up in yeah. the second floor I ruined the carpet of that. Wife kicked me out, says we need to get another house that has a basement and you can have your right. fishing crap is what she called it. And so we went to the basement of this other house right. and I ruined the floor of that. And it just happened about that time we had a water feeder bust and yeah. it flooded the entire basement. And my wife goes, well, the insurance paid for that, paid for your mess because of the water heater bust. I said, right. you need to get you a shop. Right. Like, okay. So we got a shop and this huge building for me, it was huge. I right. said, I'll never need another building. This right. is, this is, this will last me lifetimes. Two years later, we buy another building. Wow. So I'm, I'm done with buildings, you know. I wanted to have a storefront. That was my ultimate goal, was somebody right. that could come in and share the experience, like a destination. Right. I have a, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's got pallet wood walls. It's got Jack Daniel barrels. It's got custom. So you have a storefront? Yes, we do. What, where's that at? It's in Ackworth, Georgia. Oh, right, it is. Where, where, where's where our shop is. We have the storefront in the front, and we have the actual shop in the back and in the loft. How many miles from, say, Atlanta is that? From where? Atlanta, Georgia? Oh, gosh. Less than 30. Less than 30? Uh, wow. Yeah, we've, we've got more of some bands than you saw out there to display. I yeah. couldn't bring them all. There's no way. Um, so that's what we usually use to do the shows with. You know, we're already there, so we might want to have a storefront. You know, we've got a, gotcha. we've got a display case that shows our history. Some of yeah. the first baits that I've carved and how oh. we progressed and a lot of the, uh, the baby bullshit 3D prints that we had when we did the deal with Catch Co. Yeah. Um, we've got a map where people have visited. They get to punch in on the map. Um, we've got a double-digit board. Um, and then we do shop tours, you know. Everybody comes in. If they want to do a shop, wow. we have a 2,200-gallon test tank where we swim the baits. Right. And make tune on. And if customers want to come in there and learn something. Yeah, we come in there and we we show them some stuff and, and make them a better angler. And and you tune every bait before you sell it. Is that oh, right? Do you tune every bait before you sell it? Most of them. Most, Most of them. All the, the glides big, we do. The big swim bait ones, yeah. you have to, don't you? Yeah. Just yeah. to I make mean, sure. We make our molds do a lot of the work for us. As long as you uh-huh. do load the molds correctly, 
the right. bait should come out swimming good. But there are certain baits that we test everything from start to finish. Right. Um, and we do spot test on a lot of things as well. But most uh, of our glides, most of our baits with lips are things that we test right. to make sure that they're tuned, that the customer shouldn't have to mess with anything. Right. And if something's not tuned, we do have a video online that show you how to retune it. You oh, hit a trolling really? motor, hit a rock, or hit a boathouse or whatever. Right. You can re- retune your bait yourself. If I had one and I threw it out, I would only throw it in big open water, Mike. <laughs> and I'd only catch small fish right. i live on beaver lake so it's not a problem catching big fish unless one of those stripers come up yeah. and annihilate it probably yeah. but yeah. well what's your most popular uh, swim bait that you sell the most popular is the very first bait we made still to this really? day is a six inch bull shot and the five inch bull shot those are really? our bread and butter we always sell you know it's 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 it's, it's and so I make it, I keep them affordable. Uh, most custom resin baits, guys start out at 100 plus. These are 50, 60 bucks. Right. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm open to the grassroots of fishing. And, and that's kind of why we did the catch code deal, you know, something 14.99, right. and they, they at least have one of my designs, and I have to spend right. 50, 60 bucks, or even 100 plus. So hopefully when they do the catch code bait and they catch fish on it, they remember the name, they'll come over to the resin side uh, and, and, right. and get into the bigger stuff. And so resin is what you're making the lures out of. That's so correct. So you're pouring those. Yeah. They get yeah. poured. Is yeah. it two-part mold? I'm sorry. Two-part two part mold? Two-part. Uh, yes, sir. We, uh, we make every mold in-house. Everything we do is in-house. Wow. Uh, we make our own tails. We make our own molds. Um, make our own jigs. Uh, we cut our own tails, that kind of stuff. Um, and we make all of our molds. Cell cones expensive, so, you know, yeah. um, we have a lot of trade secrets in our molds. So oh, help bad. help speed the process up, uh, process up, make it efficient, and that kind of thing. So everything we do is, is in-house. Tell us a little bit about the tails, because you have different tail styles and, and actually the materials construction that they're made with. Why do you make them different? Very good question. Um, especially it's all about swim, you know. Uh, yeah. And realism, I try to make, if I can use the hair tail, I'll use it. But there's disadvantages and advantages of it. On a glide bait, a soft hair tail doesn't give you a wider glide than a lot of the harder urethane tails do. Yeah. Um, usually you want to use a hard urethane if you want a wide glide, what we call a cover glide. And yes. a cover glide is a bait that you can steer up under docks and stuff. You can half step it. So uh-huh. that's what that that, that um that, that hard urethane tail does. And then we have silicone tails that are more floppy, and they'll right. give you those cuts that oh, you want. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, and they, you know, both have a different look. The, uh, the hair tail is indestructible. The other ones, you know, are a little bit more, a little bit more, um, you know, you need to manage them and make sure that they're right. spares and stuff for them. But it just depends on the bait, you know. Um, some are just more effective to, on designs than others. I see, yeah. I see. So you had lots of color patterns. And I'm cheating because I actually went over to your booth and looked at some of this stuff. And I actually got to meet this someone who was, who's painting them. That's and she correct. paints your lures. Yeah. Fantastic. She, she yes. says she loves to do it. How do you come up with these color patterns? Or does she come up with the color patterns? <laughs> Let's say her name. Well, that's a very good question. You know, right. when I brought Jen overboard, um, okay. she moved here from Arkansas to come paint for me. I'm very fortunate to have her. Right. Um, and she was mostly a crankbait painter at the time. Right. You know, coach dog, fire tiger, you know. And yeah. that's not what swim baits are about. <laughs> no, so no. I had to kind of 
mold her a little bit on on the realism part and right. um you know take give her pictures if you give her pictures she can give you what she wants wow. what's what you want you know right. and and and, and you, there's a lot to learn in that transition from being a crankbait painter to being a swimbait painter because right. a lot of the guys want that realism they want that effect the flip-flop they want the the race car effect the wow factor right and that's what we try to do with that we also try to match the hash that's one okay. thing that we try to win. You know, I give her a perch or give her a trout or give her a thread fan. A thread fan is extremely hard to paint because it, it looks like one thing one way and you move it the other way, it looks like a completely different bait. It's right. purple, green, pink hues, and right. olive green and stuff. So it's a challenge, you know. But that's one thing I've challenged Jen is, we you know, we go to bait shops and stuff and we go look at the thread fan. We take pictures of them. We right. do the herring. We, we catch yellow perch. Um, she's a photographer, too. So she takes these pictures and she matches them, and said, "I see. You know, if I have any compliance with it, this is what it looks like. Is that, you're right. <laughs> uh, we, we go back and forth a lot, but we have a lot of fun with it. So if you could give uh, angler three tips on fishing your baits to catch more fish, what would those three tips be? Very good question. I like that question a lot. The biggest thing is is don't be scared to learn new tricks." Okay. I know people look at these baits and they say, wow, these are big. Or, but keep in mind, this is what bass eat every day. They eat bluegill. They right. eat threadfin. They eat gizzard shad. These baits swim like a threadfin, like a bluegill, and like a yellow perch, and like a crappie. So you're, you're the, there's no spinner bait. It doesn't look like a spinner bait. It doesn't look like a worm. Right. There's no trickery here, you know. So uh-huh. that should build ultimate confidence in you that you're f- trying to feed a fish as most lifelike bait as you possibly can. But start small is my first tip. Okay. And when you learn and you start to catch fish, gravitate to something bigger and bigger and bigger uh-huh. and your catch sizes will increase you'll start to see bigger fish following your baits and you'll get that confidence to start throwing them more so another tip is is what i tell a lot of people especially with my bullshad when they start now right throw it out there and kind of reel it up near the surface almost like a v right or maybe just blow it. you should be able to see that bait coming okay. at you use a high speed reel and i'm not saying do this i'm just saying keep it up keep it going right you need to make that fish react and what that speed does is it makes it 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 traps that bait up at the surface so Uh that the fish can trap it at the surface yeah the fish has nowhere to go if it comes up that fish knows it has to come back down right if you're in the middle of the water column and you're burning it he knows he's going to have to chase he doesn't know that it's going to not going to go up and down but he's more apt to trap it on that surface it's creating a funnel for that fish to trap it on the surface. Okay. So those are the tips that I would use, you know. You Keep got it one simple. More? You got oh, one more? Good more. Oh. Don't overthink. Oh, you probably got a bunch. No, no, no. That's okay. That's all right. right. Don't overthink things. Okay. You know? Don't overthink it. Take the bait. Don't worry about color. Just throw it. Okay. Get familiar with it. And my advice always has been is if you're, if you're, uh, if you're uh, happy with what you've always been catching, keep doing that. But if you want to try something different and try to catch bigger fish, this is an opportunity for you to do that, you know. All right. Uh, you don't have to buy a $50 bait. You could start off with some of the commercial ones. A lot of commercial baits are starting to come off from the things right. that we've done with the, with, the, with the custom side of things. Okay. I think in ACAS this year, you'll start seeing that bust out. All That'll right. be one of the big trends uh, that are coming out. Uh, more commercial guys getting into the swim bait game and uh, making them more available to right. the everyday consumer at a, at a reasonable price. 
One last thing we got to touch on is some swim baits sink, some swim baits, they're on top, the surface. How do you know which one to grab? Which one are you going to fish? Well, it, it's kind of like, kind of compare it to your conventional fish. When do you use a topwater and when do you use a crankbait? When do you okay. use a spinnerbait? You have to use that same logic, you know, right. when you use those other baits. Um, you know, if it's springtime and you're looking at 65 degree water, topwater is pretty good. But I promise you, if you're catching them on topwater, put the topwater down and throw a swim bait and you will catch them. Because that is a tail, tie, a tail tall sign that the swim bait bite is on. Oh. You know, and by offering that bigger presentation, you just might catch the fish of a lifetime if you do that. So that is, that is my, another tip for, right. that I can give you. Uh, for, for I know you got a bunch. I know yeah. you got a bunch. Yeah, but, I do. But I that do. way, <clears throat> I think. So, uh, what's the biggest bass you've ever caught on one of your lures? 10 pounds and 11 ounce, or 10 pounds even. 10 pounds. 10 pounds Jake was my 10 11, my personal bet, but 10 right. pounds. I've caught two of them on it. Two, uh, two were in, one was in Mexico and one was here in the States. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, that takes us to Tackle Time. Tackle Time is sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures, of course, has a whole line of hard and soft baits. They don't have big swim baits. <laughs> you got to go to Mike to get big swim baits. <clears throat> but uh, it does have uh, conventional size, I'm going to say, crank baits and um, you know, soft plastics for crappie fishing, jig heads, uh, scope eye jig heads, very popular because they um, are shaped like aspirin, like an aspirin head. So it really shows up on uh, on your live scope or your active target. So you can check all their stuff out at PucoLures.com. Mike, if they want to, you know, if they want to go to your store or if they want to buy one of your lures, where would they do that at? Um. Oh, they can buy one of our lures at www.bullshad.com. Pretty okay. easy to remember. Um, yep. <clears throat> right now, we close the shop for show season. Okay. One show season because I've got three shows in a row sometime. Right. So we're a little bit of a mess there. But after show season, we usually announce on our Facebook page, okay. on our Instagram page, and All also right. on some of the popular swim bait forums on Facebook when we will reopen. And okay. you're more than welcome to come out there and have and again see what we have. We have everything. We have uh, the catch cup baits. We have the bullshad rod. We have our storage boxes that we uh, help design with Lakewood. Yeah. Uh, and then we, of course we have baits until you can't see straight. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. Appreciate it. Like I always like to end the show. Make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.